Anthropology is a word that derives from the Greek anthropos and logos, and literally means knowledge of humans. Philosophical anthropology seeks to answer essential questions about humanity, including is the human mind a merely material thing, or does it have a non-physical, supernatural aspect beyond the human body and brain? The belief that the mind is nothing but the brain is called physicalism. Owen Flanagan embraces physicalism when he states there are no such things as souls or non-physical minds. The mind is the brain. Belief that the mind is more than the brain is called dualism because it recognises the existence of dual reality types, the mental and the physical. There are different types of dualism, but all dualists believe that physicalism is false and that persons are or include something non-physical. Theologian John W. Cooper argues that the biblical view of the human constitution is some kind of holistic dualism. The Bible presents humans as naturally embodied beings, unlike angels who are naturally non-embodied, and looks forward to human re-embodiment at the general resurrection. However, Scripture also teaches that what is essential about a human is a non-physical self, a spirit or soul that exists apart from the body in between death and resurrection. Philosopher Hugo Maynell observes that the principal hope of Christians from the earliest times has been in the resurrection of the body though they have generally also expected an interim state of survival as disembodied souls. Philosopher Paul Copan affirms the scriptures strongly favour the view that there is an immaterial aspect to human beings, the soul, mind or spirit, which is potentially separable from the material body even though this is not the final state. What can science say about the human mind? Agnostic philosopher Anthony O'Hare writes, Evolutionary biology and psychology can give partial accounts of particular mental functions. But these explanations, such as they are, assume that we do have consciousness, thought and experience. What they do not explain, and what we have hardly any handle on at all, is how consciousness, thought and experience can be produced by material processes at all. The most we can do is to correlate these mental phenomena with brain activity. But However fine-grained these accounts get, they do nothing to solve the basic enigma, which is how mental states and experience can emerge from physical matter. 
brain imaging scientist Sharon Dirks notes that the scientific method offers third-person observations, whereas conscious experience is encountered in the first person. A decision about the nature of consciousness cannot ultimately be reached on the basis of science. It really comes down to a personal world view. And she adds that the view that there is no soul comes largely from voices within neuroscience and philosophy who believe that we are living in a solely material world. So it's useful to put this discussion of anthropology in its worldview context. For example, if materialism is true, then physicalism must be true. However, if dualism is true, then physicalism, and indeed materialism, must be false. And there's reason to think that theism is true, for as philosopher J.P. Morland argues, it is hard to see how finite consciousness could result from the rearrangement of brute matter. It is easier to see how a conscious being, with a capital B, could produce finite consciousness. In the words of philosopher Keith Ward, materialism is immensely counterintuitive. It conflicts with our common sense view that all human knowledge begins from personal experience, that we have thoughts and feelings that no one else can experience, that we are free to plan the future, and that our intentions make a real difference to the world. In short, materialism has a major problem with consciousness. It looks as though there is a clear distinction between the spiritual and the material, that they are different in kind.